So Paul now, having told us that we have access to the Father through Jesus Christ, we're justified and we stand in this grace, we're already in the kingdom of God, uh, and as it were already in heaven because Christ has gone there before us, representing us, now says, but we also rejoice in tribulation. Whoa, now that's interesting, isn't it? Because Paul is now linking heaven with earth. In heaven, we have our place. Uh, In our minds, in our life of faith, we are, as it were, already there with the Father, with Jesus Christ, with the angels, and it will all come to reality at the second coming of Jesus when our mortal bodies will put on immortality. We're already there. But then he says in verse 5, rather verse 3, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. So this is the realism of the gospel. The realism of the gospel is that it does not deny what is going on around us. Um, the, uh, the unrealism of the gospel, some people who are unrealistic get all heaven-bent and heaven-destined so much that they uh, um, utterly deny the experiences going on around them, or they are exceedingly troubled by the experiences going around, on around them and say, well, wait a minute, uh, how come I'm having all this trouble? Uh, am I not converted? I mustn't be uh, a saved man or woman. No, that's not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is that we, though we are, have our minds, have our faith in the kingdom of heaven, we nevertheless have our feet on earth and we recognize the troubles we are going through. Well, what do we do about that? I mean, it's um, very, very disturbing in a way, when we first become Christians, to realize that even though we're born again and we're going to, uh, we have a marvelous hope of the resurrection and the certainty of the kingdom of God, we're still going to be stuck down here with all this mess. Now, you and I know what a incredible situation and mess is in the world right now. And uh, it may disturb you, and it may upset you, and it may worry you and depress you. But Paul says this, not only that, but we also glory in our tribulations. Now, notice the connection when he says not only that. Well, not only what? What what was he referring to? He said, remember, we have access by faith into this grace— We have an entrance into uh, this grace in which we stand. We have that entrance by faith. We rejoice, that is, we congratulate ourselves in the certainty of the glory of God. But being realistic, we also glory in our tribulations. Now, again, you remember that I... um, mentioned the idea of of congratulating ourselves. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, and not only that, we also glory, rejoice in tribulations. Well, okay, that doesn't sound very realistic, does it? How many of us rejoice in tribulations? It is a very, very difficult idea to contemplate altogether. I mean, in tribulations, we uh, get anxious, we get stressed, we get worried, 
And if the anxiety and the stress and the worry go on on long enough, then we finally sort of switch off and become depressed. So how is that rejoicing? Well, it isn't, of course, is it? But what do we do then? What do we do in a state of anxiety and stress and worry that finally leads us to switch off into depression? Well, there is a conscious act of faith that we need to understand. It is a conscious act of faith. It doesn't automatically... We're not surrounded by spring flowers all the year round, you know, in the kingdom of God. We're not happy-go-lucky and just bouncing around like silly little mindless people who uh, just have not uh, got their um, reality all laid out in front of them. They're in denial. No, we're not those people. We are people who have to face trouble, disappointment, worry, anxiety. But when we do, we then make a faith decision. Lord God... All these troubles around me, I want to thank you that I am in the kingdom of God by faith in Jesus Christ while I am experiencing these tribulations. My head is in the clouds, my feet is on the earth. Now, again, not unrealistically, what does it mean to have our faith realizing that we are just as good as in the kingdom of God already, yet being surrounded by trouble. There's a linkage. There's a link between the two. When I was a young Christian and I learned about rejoicing in tribulation, I just thought of it. I didn't really understand the context in which Paul is speaking. I just, you know, was one of these young Christians who plucked verses out of their context and used them for whatever I could get out of them. <clears throat> and so I just saw this verse as a, uh, a, a, an advice, as a technique. Start rejoicing in trouble. And so I, get, I gave thanks to God, and I thanked him for all the troubles I was going through, etc. And it did help, and it does help, because when you start praising God in the midst of trouble, you change your mindset. But it is very, very helpful if you understand more of why the, of the context and why Paul is saying what he's saying. And the context is this, that Jesus Christ, when he came to earth, not only atoned for your sins, that is, took the guilt and the condemnation and the judgment for your sins upon the cross, but he also gained a victory over satanic forces. He triumphed over them in the cross. That's Colossians 2.15. Triumphed over the principalities and powers. The cross of Jesus Christ has reversed all the evil dynamics of the world. Sin and death, because of the death and atoning work of Christ, no longer end up in tragedy. Sin ends up in grace. And as we sin and fail and see the misery of our lot, we look to Jesus Christ, we look to God the Father, and we find mercy and grace to help in time of need. Death ends up in life. 
For the power of death which is upon the whole human race has been broken by the resurrection of Christ so that death now ends up with the expectation of resurrection and eternal life. These reversals of fortune are what come about, these reversals of fortune, I should say, come about because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus' life on earth and his atonement for us has reversed the order of history. And that is what you and I need to understand in regard to tribulation. Tribulation, all the trials we go through, you know, all the anxieties and the worries and the setbacks and the disappointments and the grief and the regret and the remorse, all of those things we need by faith to affirm are reversed because of the resurrection of Jesus. So this means, you know, you go before God in prayer, you may sit on your chair or you may be lying in bed or you may be driving to work and you're worried and depressed and all the rest of it and you say, Father, I am affirming that history has been reversed and my history has been reversed and my troubles have been reversed and therefore from this tribulation that I'm going through I shall experience blessing. Now that's not a denial of trouble, do you see? We're fully acknowledging the trouble. We're acknowledging the anger, the resentment, the irritation, the frustration we feel from the trouble. But we say, Father in heaven, these things have no power to bring me down because Christ has put my heart and my mind in heavenly places. I have access to you, dear Father, and I thank you that I can know through faith that these troubles and turmoils that I'm going through or a loved one is going through, you see, my, the ones I love and care so much about, these troubles that they're going through are going to be reversed. We lift up our hearts. This is the reality that Paul is referring to when he speaks in Ephesians 5 and uh, chapter 20, uh, 5 verse 20 and 1 Thessalonians 5:18 Give thanks every day under all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's not simply a technique it is a recognition that Christ has brought in a new world order. It is an invisible world order at present, but you and I see the invisible because that's what faith as does. When God gives us faith, he turns on the lights. When God gives us faith, we see things that the earth and the world and the secular world cannot see. We see the activity of God, the intervention of God in all human affairs, in all the wars and all the strife and all the conflicts, and in family issues, and in our personal troubles and addictions. So we lift up our heart and we say, Father, I have no joy in my heart. This is not, this praise is not coming from a nice fuzzy feeling within me. The praise that I give you right now, dear Father, is purely by faith. It is cold turkey faith, dear God. It is faith that you have reversed the world order, that you have reversed death by bringing in life. You have reversed sin by bringing in grace. You have reversed sorrow by bringing in hope and joy. Dear God, I thank you 
that because of the resurrection of Jesus, I am not who I am. In myself, I am a broken-down sinner. In Christ, I am not a broken-down sinner. I am treated as if I were a righteous man. In myself, I am conf- uh, a tree. I am. I look upon myself as defeated, as a lost cause, as a loser. In Jesus Christ, I reckon myself as victorious, for He has gained the victory on my behalf. Do you see how versatile you become with faith? Faith is incredibly colorful. It is like a rainbow with all the uh, colors of the spectrum, and you can pick out various colors to apply for various situa- to various situations that you're going through. Do that. Practice praise. Practice thanks. Practice um, rejoicing. Now, you will find obstacles, because when you practice thankfulness, you will come up sometimes against resentment that's trying to to turn you away from praise. And you say, Lord, I acknowledge the resentment. I don't feel like praising you. I feel mad with you, but I will lift up my heart and I will praise you and I will tell this resentment to go to hell because it has no authority in the kingdom of God. Well, thanks for listening today, Colin Cook, and how it happens here. You can hear this program on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or podbean.com, and key in how it happens with Colin Cook when you get there. You can also hear the broadcast on the radio at 10 o'clock in the evening in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas, or 4 o'clock in the morning, repeated then, um, on KLTT AM 670. KLTT AM 670. And would you consider a donation? Please, it would help the ministry. It would help to keep this broadcast now in its uh, 26th year on the air. It's listener-supported radio. Send your donation online through FaithQuest uh, uh, P.O. Box. I'm sorry, FaithQuestRadio.com. Thanks so much. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless. <laughs> 